Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. As America began to shut down last March, animal shelters were forced to clear out and an urgent call went up for people to foster animals through the pandemic. People opened their hearts as well as their homes and like a miracle, shelters that teemed with runaway and throwaway dogs were emptied. Under the old normal circumstances, about 10% of fosters turn into adoptions, lovingly called foster failures. During the pandemic, that percentage has risen to 25%. And as it wears on and it becomes clear that there's plenty of time to care for an animal companion, the demand has risen. For the first time since the creation of animal shelters, there are waiting lists for shelter dogs. Some people say they want something for their kids to do. Some say they're lonely. An animal companion would be their only constant connection with another living being. Those of us who already live with animals are not surprised. The void left behind in the shelters fills a very different void in the lives of those of us who bring these animals home. For many who are fostering and adopting, the generosity and blessing is being returned and amplified in countless ways. If you're lucky enough to bring an animal companion into your life, here are some lessons they have in store. Remember to relax. If you do it in the middle of the living room, everyone will pat you as they go by. Don't hold grudges. As it turns out, humans are possibly the only species that does this, or does it so thoroughly anyway. To be grudge-free is to be truly free. Be loyal and dependable. Be a good member of the pack. Maintain good boundaries. If necessary, bark, but don't bite. Stay curious except about skunks. Play every day. Take a break and remember joy. And if you can, jump for joy. Be unamashed in your enthusiasm. It will make everyone's day. And finally, love without condition. Wag your tail and give kisses. This morning I have two dog-inspired lessons specifically for the pandemic. The first has to do with what dogs teach us about the power of calm confidence, also known as faith. And the second has to do with what dogs can teach us about the power of cultivating resilience. The first lesson. Among dogs, pack leaders are not high-strung. In fact, they are universally calm. And calm dogs don't balk. They move forward without hesitation, leading with confidence. 
All of us, dogs and humans alike, are drawn to calm, confident energy. In the wild, our ancestors counted on calm leaders to hold the pack together as they searched for food or faced danger. That hasn't changed. Today, some of that calm is in the capacity to fall back on instinct when reason fails. Some of leading with confidence, with faith, has to do with knowing what can and cannot be controlled. We've all read stories like this. In April of 2011, a tornado ripped through North Smithfield, Alabama. A family took cover in their home. Their one-year-old terrier mix, Mason, was hiding in the garage. When it was all over, the garage was standing, but the door had been ripped off and its contents sucked right out. The family searched for weeks, but the puppy was gone. And then, weeks after that, They returned to sift through the wreckage of their home, and there was Mason, sitting on what was left of the front porch. He was badly hurt, dehydrated, and skinny, but he was back. In the face of all that devastation, he had done what his instincts dictated. Don't worry about what's happened. There's no changing it now. Steady your mind. Look around. Sniff the air and figure out which way is home. Don't worry about what might happen. Just point your heart in the right direction and rejoin the pack. Calm, confidence, and faith. I wouldn't say that dogs have faith, but that's the something extra we humans are called to cultivate in the face of life's tornadoes. I cut my teeth on this line from Max Ehrman's Desiderata. Whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt, he says, no doubt, the universe is unfolding as it should. I have argued with it my whole life. I have all kinds of doubt that things are unfolding as they should. The truth is, though, We can't change anything until we accept the full catastrophe of what is. We can stop asking, why is this happening to me? And start asking, why is this happening for me? And if we forget the power of acceptance, our animal companions will remind us. When we stop arguing about what should be and accept what is, everything changes. And from that, everything can change. A second lesson from our animal companions is about resilience, and it comes to us from a pack of sled dogs. Blair Braverman is a musher who knows that his dogs know more than he does. They know if a storm is coming, he says, or if a moose crossed the trail the day before. They know how ice shifts under their paws. They know if we're being followed and by what kind of animal. They know their own power. They're stronger than I am, much stronger. And if they turn or stop when I ask them to, it's because they've chosen to listen to me and to trust me. Running together is a gift they give me every day. 
A sled dog's instinct is to run. When they hit the trail, they have no idea how long they'll be out. 10 miles, 30, 100, 1,000 miles. But they don't pace themselves. It's in them to give it everything, mile after mile after mile, to give it all. I'm thinking about this in the midst of this global pandemic and the uncertainty that we have no idea how long this run is or what the finish line might look like. Sled dogs have something to teach us about navigating the unknown. Musher Blair Braverman writes, I used to be a dedicated planner. I knew what I'd do every day, weeks in advance. Having a plan made me feel confident and safe. And then I got into long-distance dog sledding, and I discovered that the only thing worse than not having a plan was the stress of having one and constantly having to ditch it. Working with dogs in the wilderness means negotiating countless shifting variables, snow and wind, wild animals, open water, broken equipment. The dogs just run. They get their feet underneath them and take off, moment by moment. They adjust for reality. I learned that the only thing I need to count on is that the dogs and I will make decisions along the way. So how do we throw ourselves into this unknown and better yet, feel okay about it? How do we settle in to the endurance challenge with no idea when it will end? Here are the sled dog's answers. Above all, rest. Blair Braverman writes, one of the most surprising things about distance mushing is the need to front load rest. You're four hours into a four-day race and the dogs are charging down the trail, leaning into their momentum, and then, despite their enthusiasm, it's time to stop. Make straw beds in the snow, take off your dog's booties, Build a fire, heat up some stew, and rest for a few hours. The dogs might, even, might not even sit down. They're howling, antsy to keep going. It doesn't matter. You rest. And then you get up and go. And four hours later, you rest again. And you keep doing that no matter how much your dogs want to keep going. In fact, if you're diligent from the start, they'll actually need less rest at the end. It's far easier to prevent fatigue than to recover from it. This is how trust is won, how a covenant is created, little by little. And this is the kind of trust, the kind of covenant that we need with ourselves and with each other right now. We can't plan to take care of ourselves and one another later. We can't push ourselves until the breaking point and expect that we can just catch up on our sleep and repair the damage overnight. By extension, we can't get to the point of soul-crushing loneliness and imagine that we're in any kind of shape to finally reach out for some company. This is spiritual practice. The dailiness of caring for ourselves and the world, of offering support so that when the going gets tough, we can rely on the muscles we've built for the long haul. We don't know how long this will go on. Don't know how far we're going. 
We need to act as if we're going forever. Blair Braverman writes, planning forever, planning for forever, it's essentially impossible, which can actually be freeing. It brings us right back into the present. How long will this pandemic last? Right now, that's irrelevant. What matters is eating a nourishing meal, telling someone you love them, walking your dog or playing with your cat, getting enough rest. What matters is that we make our lives sustainable every day. Beloved spiritual companions, don't worry about what's happened. There's no changing it now. Steady your mind, look around, sniff the air, and figure out which way is home. Stay curious. Don't worry about what might happen. Just point your heart in the right direction and be a good member of the pack. May we cultivate calm confidence, rest and restore, make our lives sustainable every day, and so learn resilience. May we play every day and love without condition. May we remember joy. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. In 1868, George Angel founded the Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. He said, I'm sometimes asked, why do you spend so much of your time and money talking about kindness to animals when there is so much cruelty to people? I answer, I'm working at the roots. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.